Here he comes. I don't, I'm not good at intros. I can't do intros. Our intro guy is not with us. But the golden boy is here to give us, to touch, to give us the Midas touch. That's right, baby. That's yeah. right. Welcome. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you? Uh, we're a little fired up tonight. Um, we didn't do the show on Tuesday. I forget why now. Oh, my kids were going back to school. That was the first night. So I kind of said need to crowbar them into their beds so they didn't drive me nuts. So we're, we're fired up. There's a lot to talk about wrestling. Football starting tonight. Um, that's right. And we have you on. So That's right. So that's, uh, that's great. I'm just going to open up my full notes here. Uh, for anyone who hasn't ever seen you, um, I first saw you championship wrestling from Hollywood. I then saw you, I believe, on New Japan Strong. Um, and then I also saw you recently on NWA 73. You give me, correct me if I'm wrong, um, like an old school vibe. You give me, how do I want to say it? Like an 80s vibe, maybe? Uh, I'm sure. dating myself. Dustin Rhodes, Barry, we were talking about Wyndham. Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham. You need a glove. Yes, no sir. glove? Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> or a cast like Bob Orton. <laughs> yeah, just wear it all the time. Um, right. And I love, I love that about you. And um, you're so. Do you enjoy older wrestling? Because you're, you're not, you're a young fella. Right. Right. So, well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. You know, I appreciate it. I always love to take some time to speak to you guys and be able to connect. Um, with the audience in a different type of medium, you know, versus professional wrestling. So yeah. uh, glad to be here. I'm fired up too. a lot of big things coming down the pipeline, but to answer your question, uh, yes, I am a big fan and, a, and have a deep love for, um, I would say maybe the sixties through the eighties era of professional wrestling. Now I didn't grow up watching, uh, you know, sixties right. through the eighties. Um, it, it was a love that kind of developed as I got into the industry. Right. So um, you know, I've got a lot of modern day um, inspirations, but I would say the Golden Boy character as a whole is based off of exactly, as you mentioned, that 80s, uh, 70s style uh, of professional wrestling. I think they tell some of the best stories. Um, and so that's what really captured my attention. Um, you said it right. The Golden Boy, that character fits, to me, fits perfectly with what the NWA is trying to uh, portray and put out there now. Um, so yeah, for sure. You, you said something that, um, who was it, Vanessa? It was, uh, oh my gosh, this is why we're not very professional. Who was the other, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood guy? Will uh, all day. No. Yes. Will all day. Yes. The, uh, what was his name? Old school guy. Uh, it doesn't matter. It will come to me. It will come to me. But that's down the road. Um, but so you digress. It, yeah, yeah, I digress. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, you're fine. So I'll do. I do that a lot sometimes. Um, so don't worry, you and I both. <laughs> at a young, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. <laughs> hey, we this show is the the worst wrestling show on Twitch. The most unprofessional. Sometimes we don't even talk wrestling. <laughs> and we're not going to talk wrestling because you're a drummer, right? 
That is correct. That yeah. is correct. Yes. R R I R I P to my uh, my inspiration there. Slipknot's oh. um, former drummer. Uh, do rest in peace. Uh, one of my favorite drummers of all time. Of course, you've got the Neil Perts and whatnot, but uh, uh, the person that really gave me my love for music, Joey Jordanson. Joey Jordanson. Rest in peace. My favorite drummer of all time. I guess I would have to say I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Dave Grohl, even though I feel like it's a cop out at times. But he's very good on the drum. Look, he he's he's still around today, yeah, making yeah. music, and yeah. um, he's some of the he's he's a perfect example of what we were just talking about, yeah. right? Uh, somebody that was making music. Um, and a different generation that's kind of transcended the uh, the generations all the way till today, you know, for a variety of different bands. So I think that's a great pick. Yeah, for sure. We'll probably get back to wrestling or not I wrestling. Drummer, Tommy Lee was always my favorite. Tommy drummer. Lee was very good. Oh, underrated, Lee, okay. actually, probably. It's good word there. Yeah, underrated. Um, I did remember the guy's name. It was Levi Shapiro. Oh, Levi, yes. Levi, very old school guy. Um, and he said something. You said something that made me think of him. Um, he, like, fell in love with, like, Attitude Era guys, um, Triple H, people like that. HBK, I think he might have brought up. And then he wanted to know who inspired them. And that's how he went back even mm-hmm. farther as well. Um, so who was it? You're a young kid, uh, roughhousing. uh with your with your brothers maybe watching raw who was it that attracted you well i mean you painted a perfect picture i mean that's how i came across wrestling you know i was um telling the story a million times but i was uh in my living room flipping through the channels you know and uh, my brother was like oh check this out you know ooh, nine o'clock monday night raw you know not supposed to be up you gotta go to school tomorrow as you mentioned um and uh turn on the television and i see uh one uh, Triple H just putting the beat down on a Kofi Kingston, on a very young Kofi Kingston at the time. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, here's this guy. He's tan. He's jacked. You know, he's got my favorite color, green. I mean, shoot, who could ask for more? I want to do this, right? Who wouldn't want to do that? The fans were cheering a big baby face at the time. So Triple H was the first uh, person that really brought me my love for professional wrestling. And I still model a lot of what I do in the ring after, you know, him, I think he's the game for a reason, Yeah, you know, all around one of the best professional wrestlers, but, you know, outside of triple H, I'd say uh, Chris Jericho uh, was one of, was one of my favorites as well. Um, and then an angsty uh, teen of me, uh, CM Punk. So I said it to live with the CM Punk when he was super white hot during the summer of Punk. The became a, a big fan favorite of mine. And so those are probably, you know, my top three. If I just had to name a couple more modern era wrestlers that uh, uh, that the, the fans are more familiar with, that kind of brought me my love for, for, uh, for the sport. You said student of the game there with Triple H. I would classify you as a student of the game because you're you're going back, you're learning – you're fine-tuning, um, taking what you can from the past, using it today in, in the styles we see today. I mean, you're in things like like New Japan, NWA, and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood all have a different uh, vibe. Uh, you know, you got your right. strong style and this and that. 
how do you uh how do you balance all that it's tough you know i have um conversations with uh fred rosser who's become a, yeah. a great friend of mine and and a um, a good mentor, I should say, and just the industry. And, you know, we have those same struggles where, you know, at the NWA, you're wrestling a different type of style um, versus New Japan and uh, having to reconcile those differences. It's tough. I think naturally I um, perform on the uh, at National Wrestling Alliance along the lines of what they're looking for, yeah. um, just based on, as you mentioned, kind of like my background and, and the Golden Boy character. But um that character can evolve and he does when he steps through new Japan, you know what I mean? New Japan is um, very sports based, uh, very hard hitting. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, strong style is a great way to put it. Um, but I think, I think it, it makes me a more well-rounded wrestler uh, to be able to do both and to be able to work on both. And strong gives me that opportunity in that stage to really kind of perfect the craft in an area that I haven't had a chance to, um, whereas I would expect, you know, the NWA to, to align with the wrestling that you see on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood or maybe a local promotion that you might catch me at versus, you know, a New Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, before you basically dove in and, and started training uh, at a young age, you were you were big into bodybuilding. You're still probably big into bodybuilding, uh, but you did it yes. competitively back then i i i had aspirations to do it competitively but it wasn't until uh recently that i competed in my first show so okay. over gotcha. say it was june i wish uh if i would have known i would pull out the good medal for you to show you the yeah, uh yeah. My, my little trophy <laughs> of being able to compete competitively but um was able to do that and right here in california uh, with my personal trainer elite fitness training and jared they uh, worked with me for two years. It was a long, grueling process, but I was able to get on stage and I had so much fun. You know, I had so much fun just competing against myself, trying to make myself look better. And um, and and so I was able to take home some gold there, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll take home some more maybe next year. I'm, I'm about burnt out for the year on, on bodybuilding uh, <laughs> hey, well, shows. <laughs> well, you're the golden boy, so you're going to need more gold. And I know Hammerstone does stuff mm -hmm. like that, does bodybuilding. I know Camille yes. does bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Um. How much eating is involved in that? Forget the training in the comparison to wrestling. How much you eat? Oh, my gosh. Well, right now I'm eating. Uh, I, it's it's funny uh, because I, I talk to a lot of guys about it because, you know, bodybuilding and professional wrestling still kind of go hand in hand. Okay. Um, so a lot of guys are asking, you know, how much protein, how much carbs. And, you know, I, I, I kind of get ripped backstage because I can break it down all to you in a science. That's how <laughs> in tune I am with, with my nutrition. 3,500 calories, 250 grams of protein, 300 carbs, and 100 grams of fat. Um, that's what I'm on right now. But I'm trying to put on some size uh, versus before showtime. You know, I was eating only 1,200 calories you know, three eggs in the morning, two protein shakes, a small lunch and barely anything to eat for dinner uh, to starve myself to lean out. You know, it's it's not what everybody expects it to be. Yeah. Getting into bodybuilding, I thought, you know, I need to be this big, muscly uh, behemoth. But when I actually got into the science of the sport, I realized it's not about being the biggest. It's about being the most lean and, you know, cut and defined that you yeah. can get in. It's two different extremes. It's It's really tough. And it's really tough to wrestle on, too, especially when you're prepping for a show. Never, I never even thought of it that way. I understood the, like cutting the the body fat, getting that down to basically nothing, um, but to have that be challenging to wrestle at that time, it was interesting. Yeah, it, it's tough. You know, you're you're running on 
thousand twelve hundred calories, whereas you should be eating, you know, two thousand plus. Um, so no energy depleted, depleting yourself constantly, still wrestling, still working out. It, it just doesn't go hand in hand. You know, your body can only take so much. Um, you went right into to training for wrestling, just like um, a lot of people did right out of high school. You know, right in Cincinnati. Um, now you're out in LA. There's a there's a different there's a difference a little bit a little bit not just a time zone no uh, no, no not just the time zone just a little bit just a tiny bit oh here's here's a we'll go off the script here um what's the gas prices like out there in LA we were talking about gas prices earlier great question I um, where are you guys uh, I'm located in, at? I'm in New York at? and Vanessa's up in Canada okay okay so um then you're probably I mean, you're, you're probably pretty close to us. I mean, I can't speak for the Midwest, but when I was in Ohio, maybe a buck, two bucks a gallon, you know, Midwesterns, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I just got gas earlier today for uh, four fifty a gallon. And that was cheap. Wow. That was I'm cheap still for paying me. more. Yeah. She's paying more. That's what I was going to say. You guys up, up there on the East coast yeah. know the struggle of us here on the West coast. <laughs> yeah. Only land divides us. Only land. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, we were just I don't even know how we got on the topic of gas prices, but we did. Kirk Shepard in the chat says 2.99 a gallon today. I don't really know cuz I just oh. pay for it. I just go and put it in my tank and then take my money, which I never see, so does it really exist? I don't know. Uh, well, kind of like tracking your calories if you don't put it in a That's log, did you ever really eat that piece of cake? That's true. You know, I don't that know. Is a good, that, that I don't know what to tell you, bud. We didn't bring it back. Wow. Good job. So um, <laughs> you started in Cincy. You went out to L.A., um, but you got some wise words from a good brother. Um, good brother. Uh, from a good brother, uh, which I found very interesting. What were those words that he told you? Well, as you mentioned, there's a big difference between Cincinnati and, and Los Angeles. And heck, I'm sure Kirk in the chat could tell you. Yeah. Um, I trained at the Northern Wrestling Federation under Roger Ruffin. And, uh, and Roger taught me the basics of professional wrestling. You know, he taught me how to wrestle. And it wasn't until I met uh, Carl Anderson through Roger and through Kirk um, that I actually got an idea for what it meant to expand my brand. And, 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 what, and what Chad said to me was, you know, you can stay here and it'll be great. You know, you'll, you'll enjoy wrestling in all the UAW halls and, uh, and the fair shows galore. But if you really want to do something, you know, if you really want to not just do something in wrestling, but do something with your life, you know, just kind of get out of your bubble, then you need to go somewhere. What he said, you need to go somewhere. I don't, he couldn't tell me where to go. He's like, I, I can't tell you where to go. You know, I went to California, so I might be able to introduce you to some people out there like Jesse Hernandez or Dave Marquez, but you just need to go somewhere. And so, you know, I, I did what any normal, um, 20 year old does at the time and just grabs whatever he can, yeah. puts it in his car and leaves in two weeks. <laughs> so I just packed it on up and moved out here. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have, you know, a whole lot of money to my name. I just kind of drove the car out here and saw what happened. And, um, and I uh, went through some hard times, but here we are. It, it worked out for the best. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned David Marquez, obviously championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, what resonates the most with you from, from David Marquez and, and all your experience in championship wrestling from Hollywood? 
Dave gave me a platform to learn television wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Dave gave me a platform to uh, help discover who the golden boy is, but to do so in the, in, in the light that was going to pay dividends later, right. For new Japan or yep. for NWA, it's not something that you can get everywhere. Um, and just the footage that Dave produces uh, in and of itself is, is a telltale sign of, of, what he's teaching us there. So without Dave, I wouldn't have had that experience. You know, there's a good chance I might not have excelled uh, at the level that I felt like I did if it wasn't for working at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. So, you know, it was working with those guys, working with uh, an Andy Yuma, um, alert, working with the Dave Marquez, working with Billy Trask and, you know, Nick Banana and the people in the back that were producing, cutting and editing the show. One thing that I learned from, you know, Punk and and some of his promos was he wanted to be the best, whatever that meant. Right. He talked about sitting in production. He talked about doing commentary and that's a shoot. And that's something that I took personally, you know, so when I went to Hollywood, I didn't sit and lounge around in the locker room. I was sitting in the production booth constantly after my matches, I was sitting in the music booth, learning how to do music and how to, you know, how they're doing angles and television shots uh, because I wanted to learn it all. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I could have done um, to learn as much as I did there. Yeah. Student of the game. Like I said, you're there. You, you're doing it. <laughs> learn it, learn it from the best in triple H. <laughs> learn it from the best cerebral assassin. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you got some events coming up, uh, raise the bar wrestling. Uh, yes, sir. October 14th. I did look to see who you were wrestling and then I forgot. So who are you going to be giving the Midas touch to? And I'll give it to any one of them. We're in a fatal four-way match. Got uh, Ray Rosas, who is a uh, familiar foe of mine through Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, A Fidel Bravo, who I've uh, never wrestled, but I've stood uh, face-to-face with, shared a locker room with, an EWF and uh, CWFH. And then you've got myself, yours truly. Um, and then a student of Ray Rosa's, Danny Devine, coming out of MPW. So it is a fatal four-way match. Um, and like I said, I'll give the minus touch to all of them. All the Golden them. Boy does not care either way. He does not discriminate. No. And uh, we got the links in there for all that fun stuff. Also, um, the tapings for New Japan in Texas are yes, right around the corner, I believe. Yes, it's uh, September 24th. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, that'll be great to see. That'll be good. And, uh, you know, we we had the whole pandemic. We had the whole and, – and you've done studio wrestling and, mm-hmm. um, you know, wrestling uh, to the millions and millions at home in front of the camera. Um, but the, you, you have been in front of fans. Um, it, it's it's back, you know, in, in mm-hmm. most places. Um, what – what is that feeling like now to you? You know, at first, um, at first I kind of welcomed the idea of studio wrestling. Yeah. Um, and, and Nick Aldis put it such a great way when I wrestled him at primetime live or um, uh, we, they call it NWA shockwave was yep. the, uh, what we filmed at, at primetime live. But um, you know, Nick said with studio wrestling, the fans now have the opportunity to, uh, you know, if they like what they see, they can watch. If they don't, they can change the channel. No different than, you know, television wrestling. But the difference is, is that we're going to go out there and put on a show, right? And we don't have to worry about whether or not the fans receive or don't receive the match, for example. 
And that taught me a valuable lesson in the sense of, of television wrestling, right? Because when you wrestle on television, they're interacting with the crowd. But you just mentioned that there might be 60,000 people in that arena, but there's 6 million people on the other side of that lens, yeah. right? So you, you have to learn to kind of play to both. And uh, where I was coming from was a place of playing to the crowd almost a bit too much versus to the camera. So I learned that. Um, but by the time COVID kind of started to wrap up and uh, fans started to come back, the energy is totally different. And I realized how much I missed and needed that fan interaction um, to, to be the best performer that I can be uh, because the fans really do give the energy and the life to what we do. I think that's what makes professional wrestling yeah. so unique as compared to, you know, football or soccer or baseball. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I also, I enjoy studio wrestling. I think sometimes um, because there, you don't get the highs and the lows of the crowd. Like it, it doesn't sway your opinion if I enjoy it, I'm watching it. I keep it on the channel. Um, and I think that's invalid. I think what you've learned at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, uh, you know, the production side, um, putting on a TV show, uh, I think that stuff, and then wrestling in front of no crowds is invaluable and can only make you better or anybody better now that you're taking that, putting that in front of fans, and pushing that out. Um, so yeah, I look forward to all that. What, you got anything else? You got raise the bar. You got the tapings. We've got raise. Uh, we got raise the bar coming up on the fourteenth. I'm doing uh, a couple shows here this weekend uh, here in Southern California um, that won't be televised. Uh, more for the local crowds, and then uh, New Japan Strong on on the twenty fourth. We've got uh, um, as you mentioned, raise the bar in October. We've got uh, primetime live and championship wrestling from Hollywood returning um, here soon. I won't bust the bust the news here. Uh, I'll leave that for Dave and, and the Mary Band to tell us all when we're coming back to town. And nice. then um, I'll be heading uh, shortly to uh, back to NWA um, for their next pay per view and set of tapings as well. Um, that'll be towards the end of the year. But I've got a couple things planned. A couple. Uh, um, uh, tours, if you will, planned here for uh, this upcoming November that I'll uh, hopefully get out of Southern California a little bit more. Nice. I can feel it. It's like a snowball. I can feel you're getting this buzz and you, you're, you're just, you're getting, you're rolling, you're getting bigger. Oh, I'm excited. Thank oh. you, man. Now's the time to capitalize on it. You know, oh. I, I feel it too. I feel the energy. I feel the confidence and I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in a position and I'm ready to show everybody uh, uh, what the future of professional wrestling is going to look like. Um, and I agree. I think, you know, you mentioned it, Summer of Punk. Um, I lived through it in the Attitude Era. Um, damn the man, I guess is the way I'll put it. You know, uh, the heel right. was cool. I think we're getting mm-hmm. back to more of characters like yourself, um, characters like a, a Levi Shapiro that we brought up earlier, that type of old school um, character, the Barry Windhams. I think we're getting there. And it's exciting. It is. I mean, wrestling, in my mind, um, much like everything, operates in a pendulum, right? We've gone, we, you know, the Attitude Era brought us so far here that it swung back to, you know, the PG era, what they call the PG era, whatever. But there was great wrestling in the PG era, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It was a different type of wrestling, but it, it was great wrestling. And then it's swinging back to the other way where we have, you know, the Forbidden Doors being broken down. We've got New Japan, AEW, we have... 
Uh, you know, now we have NWA right in that middle line, but you can kind of feel the way coming back over to the other way. Sorry about that. Um, I agree. <laughs> the The pendulum is is swinging, and the forbidden door aspect of stuff is just like, pew, and just in yourself alone, going to all these places, doing local shows as well. It's a great time for people like myself, people like Vanessa, um, just to be a fan of wrestling. Because I can be a fan of it all. I don't have to to, to pick sides. Exactly. You know, and I and I was telling someone this the other day, you know, just thinking of myself, who else do we have outside of, you know, maybe Kratos and myself yeah. and, and one or two others that are doing New Japan and NWA, right? That's yeah. quote unquote, call it the forbidden door. Yeah. We've got NWA on AEW as well and yeah. vice versa, AEW on NWA, right? Another forbidden door. And then, of course, AEW working with Impact and Impact working with New Japan. So, you know, you see it all over the place. And I think we're building to something huge. Yeah. Uh, I think there's going to be, um, uh, you know, a, a blow off to all of this. And uh, I don't know exactly what it looks like. I have an idea in my head. Uh, but as fans of the sport and even me personally as a fan and as a wrestler, I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's what's best for the industry. Exactly. Well, they did add a third night to Wrestle Kingdom. So I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> well who who knows i gotta get my uh my visa and yeah. who knows will show up <laughs> true. maybe the third night would be in, in uh california who knows who knows right that'd be great I'd be, <laughs> that would be great um before i i give you the mic to put yourself out you've done a phenomenal job anyways but you can let let us know you know where to find you or you can bury anyone um i was listening sure. to you um on another podcast I apologize to whoever it was. Oh, it was the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood podcast. That's what it was. And you mentioned um dear friend of this show, Zicky Dice. Uh, and at the time, you you wanted to uh, you wanted to wrestle him. You wanted to get your hands on him and that stupid fanny pack. Um, right. Do you still want to get your hands on the outlandish one? Look, there, there is a – I have developed a list. Oh, there is a list like that lists. is being developed, yeah. okay? Quick, yeah. It's to, right. to steal from one of our, our, our good, our good, uh, um, our, our good uh, friends that we had mentioned, yeah. I have a list. And Zicky Dice, you're still on that list. We had one match, but we're not done. And I also have a few others on that list. Fred, Rosser, we will wrestle again. And Ooh. I will be looking forward to that one. And then another person on that list is Colby Carino. Oh, that man is one of the best professional wrestlers right now on the independent circuit and wrestling for NWA and wrestling for again all the major promotions. Yeah. And I'm telling you, him and I will fa- go face to face. That's a that's a match I'm looking forward to. Oh, I want to see that. I would say let I use this moment to put myself over, but to call you guys out yeah. if you're on that list. Let's find a let's, let's find a place. Name the day and the time. I'll be there. There you go, Colby. Let's go, Zicky, Fred. <laughs> right. Ball's in their court now. It is. It is. I've tossed the challenge out. Let's go. Phenomenal stuff. Um, we're at the end of the show, Jordan. You've been uh, you've been phenomenal. I, I feel we could just go all night long. Uh, in in but we like to leave things on the table. Leave our forbidden door open. We took it off. People can come and go as they see oh, got it. fit. And, you've uh, opened the you've leave you've left the forbidden door forever open. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's like we an old school saloon. Fa- yeah, it's like a saloon. Right, right, exactly. Old school saloon. We gotta we gotta leave some more on the table so they keep coming back. That's, That's right. the key. That's the plan. That's what we're shooting for. Um, but I am gonna give you the mic now and uh you've done a phenomenal job. You called out some people, you put yourself over. Um but the, <laughs> the floor is yours. You can say anything you want, you can let us know where to find you, all that fun stuff. I will not interrupt. Well, feel welcome to interrupt, but I am at Clear Like Water One on all social media platforms. I was lucky enough to secure. Sorry, I can't can't do at Golden Boy. That's already taken. Mm. But I was lucky enough to secure the same handle for all social media platforms. You can also pick up my T-shirt on NewJapanShop.com. It's not this white and gold one. It is the black and gold one. So please feel welcome to help yourselves. As we uh, mentioned already, we've got uh, uh, Raise the Bar. We've got New Japan Strong in Dallas. Come watch me on Fight TV or come watch me in person. I don't care either way. But whatever you do, just tweet at me so I know you're there. Awesome. Phenomenal. Great stuff. Well, Jordan, I'm going to let you go. You're welcome back anytime. Hopefully, maybe we'll get Colby Carino on sometime and, and we'll we'll ask him face-to-face or, you know, Zoom-to-Zoom or whatever they kids say. I say, hey, I say, Vanessa, work your magic. You should say, I heard the Golden Boys calling you out, so we've got to hear from Colby now. Yeah, we'll get it done. It'll happen one of these days. We'll get it done. <laughs> yeah. have, your, have yourself a wonderful night. You've been a pleasure to have on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You as well, man. You take care. Yep, later. All right, see ya. Bye. Awesome. Great stuff.